Good morning to you all, and it's lovely to be back here again, as it always is. Let us pray. Revealer of beauty and source of all inspiration, we come to sing our songs of praise. The wide world rejoices in your love and creative power. The seas roar and the forests whisper a holy hymn of praise. May we be so filled with wonder that we know we are empowered to do the work of justice, to seek out relationship, and to love you and each other and the world with passion and integrity. God of grace, in all of us is a longing for a life that has not yet come, for a world that is free and just, a dream of hope for all people. We know our own failures in love, in generosity, in kindness. Help us to turn away from our failures, to hear your invitation to a different way. O merciful God who answers the poor, answer us. O merciful God who answers the lowly in spirit, answer us. O merciful God who answers the broken of heart, answer us. And hear us now as in silence, we confess our own faults and failings. Lord Jesus Christ, you know us, you love us, you forgive us and set us free. And then you call us to follow you and we bless you. Your compassion meets us in our confusion. May your spirit meet us in our everyday living. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever. Amen. The first reading this morning comes from the book of Leviticus, and it's chapter 19, not 9 as you have on the order of service. Chapter 19. And the verse numbers are correct there. Reading, first of all, from verse 1. It's on page 118 in the Old Testament. 
the Lord told Moses to say to the community of Israel, Be holy, because I, the Lord your God, am holy. And continuing at verse 9. When you harvest your fields, do not cut the corn at the edges of the fields, and do not go back to cut the ears of corn that were left. Do not go back through your vineyard to gather the grapes that were missed or to pick up the grapes that have fallen. Leave them for poor people and foreigners. I am the Lord your God. Do not steal or cheat or lie. Do not make a promise in my name if you do not intend to keep it. That brings disgrace on my name. I am the Lord your God. Do not take advantage of anyone or rob him. Do not hold back the wages of someone you have hired, not even for one night. Do not curse a deaf man or put something in front of a blind man so as to make him stumble over it. Obey me. I am the Lord your God. Be honest and just when you make decisions in legal cases. Do not show favoritism to the poor or fear the rich. Do not spread lies about anyone. And when someone is on trial for his life, speak out if your testimony can help him. I am the Lord. Do not bear a grudge against anyone, but settle your differences with him, so that you will not commit a sin because of him. Do not take revenge on anyone or continue to hate him, but love your neighbor as you love yourself. I am the Lord. The second reading is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5. Reading from verse 38 to verse 48. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But now I tell you, do not take revenge on someone who wrongs you. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, let him slap your left cheek too. And if someone takes you to court to sue you for your shirt, let him have your coat as well. And if one of the occupation troops forces you to carry his pack one kilometre, carry it two kilometres. When someone asks you for something, give it to him. When someone wants to borrow something, lend it to him. You have heard that it was said, love your friends, Hate your enemies. But now I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may become the children of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun to shine on bad and good people alike and gives rain to those who do good and to those who do evil. Why should God reward you if you love only the people who love you? Even the tax collectors do that. And if you speak only to your friends, have you done anything out of the ordinary? Even the pagans do that. You must be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Amen.
May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. At its 62nd session in November 2007, the General Assembly of the United Nations proclaimed 20th of February as World Day of Social Justice, and that day was to be observed for the first time in 2009. To achieve a society for all, governments made a commitment to the creation of a framework for action to promote social justice at national, regional and international levels. They also pledged to promote the equitable distribution of income and greater access to resources through equity and equality and opportunity for all. The governments recognised as well that economic growth should promote equity and social justice and that a society for all must be based on respect for all human rights and fundamental freedoms. Today happens to be the 20th of February, and so today is the third World Day of Social Justice. I'm not sure whether the UK government has done anything to promote this observance. I certainly haven't seen any evidence of it, although one could certainly suggest that events in the Middle East and across the Gulf uh, are seeking to promote social justice and fundamental freedoms in that region. But I couldn't help thinking that today's lectionary readings from the Bible could not be more appropriate or pertinent. First, we have the passage from the Old Testament. Leviticus probably isn't the most read or best-loved book in the Bible. It's a collection of religious and civil codes and regulations developed from the time of Moses and over the following eight centuries. It embraces all aspects of common life, from religious observance through personal hygiene to public health. But it's interesting because it's another way of telling the story of disparate tribes becoming a people, a nation. And since the people of Israel, and since Israel was a theocracy in government, it's about civil law as much as about religious practice. This particular chapter, chapter 19, is actually a very important foundational part of the whole Judeo-Christian tradition. It's part of what is sometimes known as the Holiness Code, the second half of the book of Leviticus, all of which try to describe the idea of holiness, the holiness of God which we are called to represent in terms of personal and social behaviour. It mixes all of these up, rather, so that the prohibition to, from wearing garments made of a mixture of linen and wool is right next to the great commandment to love one's neighbour as oneself. But the section that Paul read for us there is perhaps the highest expression of the fundamental moral and social principles that for the people of Israel made up 
what it meant to love one's neighbor and to be holy as God is holy. To live this way was to be faithful to the covenant. And indeed, to hear it today is to realize how far, how far short of holiness we still fall and how in so many regards current um, world society is still very, very far short of the holiness of God. I just want to read a little bit of it again. When you harvest your fields, do not cut the corn at the edges of the fields and do not go back to cut the ears of corn that were left. Do not go back through your vineyard to gather the grapes that were missed or to pick up the grapes that have fallen. Leave them for poor people and foreigners. I am the Lord your God. Do not take advantage of anyone or rob him. Do not hold back the wages of someone you have hired, not even for a night. Do not curse a deaf man or put something in front of a blind man so as to make him stumble over it. Obey me, I am the Lord your God. Be honest and just when you make decisions in legal cases. Do not show favoritism to the poor or fear the rich. Do not take revenge on anyone or continue to hate him, but love your neighbor as you love yourself. I am the Lord. To turn to the gospel reading is to go to yet another place. This chapter from Matthew's gospel is one of the most challenging passages in the whole of scripture for me because it's a powerful reminder of how far away from it I am, how much I fall short. If someone asks for your coat, give him your coat. It is so full of demand, of ultimacy, that it seems quite impossible, both in practical terms, but even more in terms of the attitudes of heart and mind that it requires. One might think it completely idealistic, almost inhuman, and that no one can be perfect or holy as God is perfect. And yet Jesus said this to his disciples. He didn't say, uh, I'm like this. He said, you must be like this. Let me share a story with you. When the UN General Assembly initiated the World Day of Social Justice, it hoped that particular coverage would be given to the links between the illicit trade in diamonds and armed conflicts, particularly in Africa. Through my work with Christian Aid, I've been learning a lot about the country of Sierra Leone, where we support many partners. Sierra Leone is a small country on the west coast of Africa, officially one of the world's poorest countries. It suffered 10 years of a very brutal civil war, which displaced 50% of the population and which eventually ended in May 2002. Since then, the country has been trying to rebuild itself. Eight years on, the country is still trying to recover from the war. The infrastructure of the country was totally destroyed. Roads were dug up, water supplies polluted, and electricity supplies broken. The war reversed many of the development gains that had been achieved in the country 
and left a lasting legacy as farmers struggled to get crops to market because of the state of the roads. Women in particular suffered very badly. And this is the story of one of them. She was pregnant during this war, but she had no good food or medicine and gave birth to a handicapped baby. She was living in the bush, having fled from her town with many others to escape the fighting. She was married. She had five other children. She was captured by the rebels, and after the war, her husband divorced her because she had been raped by them. She's now a single mother. Her story is the story of thousands of women. Life is, of course, very hard for her. And a women's cooperative helped her and other women breadwinners to meet people and learn new skills and earn an income. The women at the cooperative helped how it was, explained how it was helping them to move on and to forgive what had happened to them. They also explained that they used money that they earned to provide seeds and tools for other women in the village who were not as fortunate as them. They had so little, but they gave the little that they had. Given what they had been through, this is a humbling and sobering response. But in many ways, Sierra Leone itself is a story of forgiveness and hope. The people who perpetrated crimes have been forgiven and integrated back into the life of the community. Many have adopted the attitude that God will judge and are keen to put conflict behind them and try to move on. Christian Aid staff heard when they visited the Methodist Youth and Resource Centre, if we revenge for ourselves, that will not solve any problems. God will be our judge. Sierra Leone might be a very poor country, but it's rich in resources. It has diamonds. Diamonds were one of the main causes of the Civil War, and today they continue to be both a blessing and a curse on the country. The diamond mining region in the east of the country was one of the worst affected by war, as rebels tried to control the mines. Today, large multinational companies are mining on a large scale, and extracting the majority of the country's diamonds. The profits are being taken out of the country and aren't feeding back into the government or the people of the country. One company is mining in an area that has been lived on by people for generations. The people living there aren't at all opposed to mining as they recognize the importance of this industry to the recovery of the country. However, when the company took the land, it promised to rehouse the people who lived there, and that promise hasn't been kept. The people in Koidu are living in very basic accommodation, and yet a multi-million pound company is stalling on providing safe accommodation for them away from the mining zone. To extract the diamonds, the company has to blast the mine twice a week. When this happens the debris falls onto the homes of the people living in the area. The company sounds a horn half an hour before they blast the mine, and the people have that time to walk out of their village to somewhere safe. So if you're in school, 
and bed, cooking dinner if you're sick, it doesn't matter. You have half an hour to get out of the blast zone. People then have to hang about and then walk home and start to repair the damage to their homes. This level of injustice is very difficult for people to accept, yet still they seek peaceful solutions. They know the alternative. The handful of homes that the company has built are in an area where the company has polluted the well with diesel. So the families there have to walk a mile for clean water, even though there's a well outside their homes. There's also artisanal mining, uh, small mining in this area, and these are people who are really trapped in poverty. The artisanal miners are never going to find a big diamond. They're mining what the multinationals don't want. People come from all over the country in the belief or the hope that they will find a diamond and be rich, a bit like the, the gold rush or the, the Klondike. In truth, they are trapped there in a life of poverty with no route out. When they come to Koidu, they approach the landowner who will agree to provide them with accommodation and three bowls of rice a day on the basis that they work eight hours a day, six days a week in the mines. When they do find a shred of diamond, they have to hand it over immediately or they will be shot for suspected stealing. The landowner takes the diamond and sells it. He will then invariably say that the money to which the discoverer is entitled just covers their rent and food for the last few months. The person who finds the diamond therefore gets nothing. They are trapped there with no prospect of escape. I couldn't help but compare this situation with what the Holiness Code of Leviticus lays down as the proper and just way to treat people, especially the poor. For so many millions, life is as hard as it was thousands of years ago when the, the book of Leviticus began to be uh, written down. I visited, out of interest, I visited the website of this particular company. It portrays a very different world, well-heeled and prosperous. Its company offices in the British Virgin Islands and one of its subsidiaries is registered in Guernsey, although it's impossible to find out who actually owns the company. It's a private company. That information is shrouded in secret, secrecy. But there is something unholy indeed about its practices. But in the women of Koidu, by contrast, I think it's truly possible to see the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of forgiveness and love of enemies and, and, and of sharing and generosity, lived out to an extraordinary degree. They seem to me to be much nearer the holiness, the perfection of God. Challenged as I am by these scriptures and moved by the faith of people who daily practice in the most sacrificial way what it means not only to love your neighbours but to love your enemies as well. I think that the UN Day for Social Justice is a timely reminder that out of sight, as the people of Koidu undoubtedly are to almost the whole world, they are never out of God's sight. 
at the heart of our faith is the conviction that we cannot live in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit if we live mired in injustice. But the promise of Jesus is that grace and transformation for the whole created order are the fruit of self-offering love and divine forgiveness. This is what gives us courage and faith to live hopefully in spite of all our failures in love and to proclaim against all the odds that the Spirit of the Lord is upon us because he has anointed us to bring good news to the poor. Humble God, we have looked for you in the heavens and talked to you in complex religious theories. We have believed that we will understand your purposes by listening to the high and mighty. Draw our hearts inward and downward to you who became nothing for love of us so that we may live our lives in simple reality. God of justice and peace, you stand in Jesus with those who are poor. We call upon you for those who suffer the injustice of violence and oppression remembering especially those in the Middle East and the Gulf who today pay a heavy price. We remember especially the people of Sierra Leone and all the places where mining causes economic, social and ecological degradation. Stand with them now. call upon you for those who carry heavy burdens, especially at this time of economic stringency. We pray for all who are facing unemployment or homelessness or whose personal circumstances make them vulnerable and anxious. Especially we pray for any known to us. God of love, stand with them now.
we call upon you for all students across the world, but especially here in Glasgow and in our own community at this time of uncertainty. We give thanks for all that they bring to the life of the community and the life of the world. And we pray that they may still develop their different gifts and talents to shape life in the future. call upon you for those we love and those who love us, especially those we name in silence before you now. our challenger and disturber. Help us to confront all that makes for death and despair in our lives, our communities and our world. May we never lose sight of the possibility of change and transformation and be continually surprised by, by people who believe in one another and in your love. Amen. <clears throat> Let us go out in peace to love and serve the Lord and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. <clears throat>